seriously popular. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. In January 2023... Constance Martin and her boyfriend, Mark Gordon, disappeared and went on the run with their newborn baby, Victoria. A nationwide search resulted in the sad discovery of Victoria's body, and the pair have now been charged with killing her, which they both deny. I'm Jack Hardy, a news reporter for the Daily Mail. I'll be in court every day, reporting the events as they happen. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheaton. Together, we'll take you behind the headlines, bringing you the evidence, witness statements and testimony from the Old Bailey in London. This is The Trial. Constance Martin and Mark Gordon. This trial is about the death of a newborn baby. A baby, the prosecution say, who was carried around in a bag for life. That baby was just weeks old when her body was found in a plastic bag in an allotment. The discovery of her body was only made after a hunt for her parents, which lasted for weeks and spanned the country, from Northumberland to Brighton. Today, we're going to bring you the opening to the case against them, which includes allegations of child cruelty and manslaughter. The prosecution say the baby would be alive today had it not been for the reckless, utterly selfish, callous, cruel, arrogant and ultimately grossly negligent conduct of the people on trial. And we should say at the start, this podcast does contain references to court proceedings which detail the death and alleged abuse of a child. Welcome to episode one, She Never Stood a Chance. So today this case finally got underway and we should say right at the outset that the volume of information we've heard in court today has been so significant, so vast, that we're going to split this episode into two. So we'll bring you a lot of what we heard today, but we'll also be back tomorrow for another episode. And I say, Jack, we finally got underway because it was due to begin yesterday in Court 5 at the Old Bailey, but there were delays which meant nothing actually got going yesterday. So it was this morning when things finally started. Yes, that's right. And uh, we know that 14 jurors initially are going to be listening to the opening of this case by the prosecutor, who's called uh, Tom Little, KC. And the jury panel will then at some point be reduced to 12. Now, the extra two are sworn just in case during the course of the prosecutor's opening speech. 
any of the main 12 jurors realise that they do in fact know Constance Martin, Mark Gordon or anybody who's actually associated with this trial. Now, while Mark Gordon is sitting in the dock, we should say that Constance Martin is not in court. We were initially told she might be watching and listening to what's going on in court on a video link from a room in the prison where she's being held. But that didn't happen. In fact, the judge spoke to the jury about this and told them he would be hoping she would be on the link, but she didn't appear and the judge got the trial underway without her. So what this means effectively is the trial is underway with one of the defendants not there. Uh, And as far as we know, she's not aware of what's going on live inside the court as it's happening, albeit her legal team will no doubt be keeping her updated. Yeah, that's right. So what we know is both Mark Gordon and Constance Martin are charged with offences which relate to the death of their baby daughter, Victoria. These charges are manslaughter by gross negligence, perverting the course of justice, concealing the birth of a child, child cruelty and causing or allowing the death of a child. So let's just give you a sense of what the prosecutor Tom Little Casey said as he began outlining this case to the jury. He told the jury that the case could be summarised in just a few words. It involves, he said, the entirely avoidable death of a young baby. Now, over the course of the day, Mr Little told jurors how the couple allegedly went off-grid with a vulnerable newborn baby who, at times, they carried around in a bag for life. Later, that baby's body would be found, claimed Mr Little, dead in a shopping bag, covered in rubbish, as if she was refuse. His words here have been voiced by an actor. What is this case that you are now trying all about? We say it can be summarised at this stage in just a few words. It involves the entirely avoidable death of a young baby. A young baby girl who would, we say, still be alive if it was not for the reckless, utterly selfish, callous, cruel, arrogant and ultimately grossly negligent conduct of the two defendants on trial. They were the parents of that young baby girl. They put their relationship and their view of life before the life of that little baby girl. And that, in just a few words, is what this case is all about. The couple, he said, decided they knew best. In fact, they knew better than anyone else, no matter who they were. They decided that in the middle of a cold winter and in cruel and obviously dangerous weather conditions that they would deprive that baby of what it needed, warmth, shelter and food, and ultimately safety. They essentially went off-grid, living in a tent with hardly any clothes, no means of keeping and remaining warm and dry, and with scarcely any food. It was their selfish desire to keep their baby girl that led inexorably to the death of that very baby. They went and remained on the run. Giving birth to the baby on the run, not seeking any medical assistance before, during or after birth. Not registering the birth, but moving from location to location. When the hunt by the authorities to find them, which became national front page news almost exactly a year ago, intensified, so their desperate selfishness increased, and so did the risks and dangers to that baby. 
This led to them camping in freezing and obviously dangerous conditions on the South Downs with insufficient clothing, equipment, and food, and never once seeking any medical attention or assistance. It was this grossly negligent and obviously dangerous conduct that caused the death of their baby daughter, and which leads to them sitting before you in the dock at the Old Bailey. In reality, that baby never stood a chance. So Mr Little then took the court back in time. He said the case he was outlining needed to be understood in the context of this couple, their life and their relationship. Mark Gordon is 49, Constance Martin is 36 and they met in around 2016. And they had no permanent home, he said, at the time of these alleged offences. He then said that before the baby who's at the centre of this case, baby Victoria, was born, the couple had four other children who had all been taken into care previously. Constance Martin, he said, had then become pregnant in early 2022. No doubt, because they knew that the child would be taken into care, this pregnancy and the subsequent birth was concealed from everyone. Family, friends, healthcare professionals and social services no involvement of midwives, attending hospitals for scans, and so on and so forth. Now, he said it was unknown precisely when this baby was born and when she died, but he said it would appear that she was born after December the 28th. Now, jurors were then reminded of what we've already told you at the beginning of this episode, that the elaborate journey across the country took place in freezing winter. The court was shown maps and CCTV, which was to help paint a picture of where they went and what they did. Yeah, he did. He told them this timeline began back in December 2022, when the couple booked and stayed in a holiday cottage in Northumberland. Now, when the owners of that cottage came back to visit on the 28th of December, after Constance Martin and Mark Gordon had allegedly moved on, he said it was found in something of a state, full of food, debris, rubbish, and, he said, urine stains. Later that same day, Mr Little said... Their broken-down Suzuki was recovered on the M18 in Yorkshire by a breakdown company. Now, an employee for the company who drove them to Leeds said he had been left the impression they lived in the car, but he didn't see or hear any baby at any time. You will need to consider in that context any suggestion that the baby had been born at this time. If so, where was it that evening? If so, did they leave it in the car? If so, why leave it in the car? So it was on January the 4th when they were next tracked to the Ibis Hotel at the Lim Services in Cheshire, then at another hotel in Manchester on the following night. You will observe they generally travel at night, no doubt to reduce the risk of being identified and seen. By the next day, they were travelling in a new car, the court was told, a Peugeot 206, but they were not using it for long. That car, Mr Little said was found on fire on the M61 between junctions 3 and 4 in Greater Manchester, but the defendants were nowhere to be seen. Inside that car, he said, were brick-type mobile phones, the type he described as burner phones, often used by people to limit the ability of the police to track you. He also said in the car was Constance Martin's passport and he showed the jury pictures of the burnt wreckage of that Peugeot. Included in that picture was a towel that was visible 
on the back seat. Wrapped in a towel was a placenta. Friends and family of the defendant and healthcare workers had not been told of the pregnancy. It was the defendant's secret. The finding of the placenta in that vehicle revealed the existence of a newborn baby, and it is that newborn baby girl that lies at the heart of this case. We'll be back shortly after this break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, he told the jury that it's his case that all four of the couple's previous children had been taken into care and they knew, he said, this fifth baby, baby Victoria, would also be taken away from them too. That was when they decided to go on the run in the middle of winter. So having found a burning car in the middle of the motorway, police had little choice but to launch a high-risk missing persons investigation, which the prosecutor said became front-page news. In fields next to where the car was found, the jury were told, bags and clothes were scattered, including coats and hats. Clothes, Mr Little said, you would need if you were planning to camp alone in freezing conditions. Now, when the couple were next spotted on CCTV, the baby was shown underneath Miss Martin's coat outside of Morrison's in Bolton. I want you to look at the absence of possessions. They must be wet. They must be freezing. Clearly having been out in the rain for some time. They are now discussing where and what to do next. It was after this point that the couple's journey started to become particularly elaborate, jurors heard. They first made it to Liverpool, according to the prosecutor, where they jumped in a taxi to Harwich in Essex. Now, for context, that journey is around 270 miles, such a distance, in fact, that the taxi driver even nipped home to change his car before setting off. Now, once they made it to Harwich, they tried to check into a Premier Inn at 3am. But they had to leave the following day, he said, because they didn't have any identification or a bank card. And he also said that Constance Martin had allegedly given the hotel a fake name. That name was Thomas. And she'd also told the staff at the hotel that morning that the taxi that they'd taken had cost them between three and £400. Think about it for a moment. The £300-£400 cost of the taxi would have allowed them to stay in one location for a number of nights. They then moved to another hotel in Harwich on January the 6th, this time paying in cash. The locations of these hotels were significant, the court was told, because they were near an international port. Now, one witness who saw them there 
the following day actually asked them if they were the same people who had been on the news and had gone on the run. The couple were still able to later get a taxi to Colchester before travelling again by taxi to East Ham in London. It is clear that they do not want to stay in any one location for any extended period of time, presumably in case they are recognised. So the jury were then shown CCTV of the couple on the high street in East Ham. Now, it's clear, Mr Little said, that at this time the baby was still alive and moving and also that it was cold, as many other shoppers around them were wrapped up in really warm clothes. But the baby, he said, was not wrapped up in warm clothes. She was, for example, not even wearing a hat. Then, it appears, he said, they did some shopping during what appeared to be quite a hectic day for them in London. Mark Gordon was first seen buying a buggy and the baby was captured on CCTV and put in that buggy, wearing just a baby grow in the cold weather. A dummy was then bought from Boots, the prosecutor said, and the couple then went to Primark. But Mr Little told the court they didn't buy any baby clothes. They then travelled to Whitechapel and bought pillows and sleeping bags. By this stage, the prosecutor said... Mark Gordon had tied carrier bags around his shoes. The couple ate dinner in Brick Lane and then dumped the buggy, which they'd only bought hours earlier, the court was told. That of itself might be thought to have been a very unwise thing to have done. It would appear that, at this time and on a number of occasions, the baby was transferred to a little bag for life, where it would appear it spent much of its life before it died. It would have been plain to the defendants, you must have thought, that this an entirely inappropriate way to care for any child, let alone their child. And remember, at all times in this case, the time of year and the weather conditions and having dumped that buggy. So by 5am on January the 8th, the court was told the couple had travelled to North London and then on to New Haven in East Sussex. The taxi to Sussex cost them £475 in cash, he told the court. This was a significant amount of money, he said. Money that could have been spent on items for the baby or a warm place to stay rather than on a single taxi journey. So now, at this point in the opening, the prosecutor broke off from the chronology a bit to tell jurors a little bit about Constance Martin herself and that she came from a wealthy family. She has not had a deprived upbringing. She had potential access to money and whatever help she needed. All of this begs a number of important questions which she is going to have to answer in this trial. Indeed, I have already told you of a significant number of taxi journeys taken at the cost of hundreds of pounds, cumulatively thousands of pounds, rather than spend that money to have a roof over their heads and warmth and safety, particularly in the north of England. Now, the jury were then shown more CCTV of the couple walking up a residential road near the South Downs National Park in the middle of what Mr Little described as a cold winter's night. The baby, he said, doesn't appear to be under the coat of Constance Martin. He said the baby must have been in the bag for life. And he then described how the couple walked into the wilds. Essentially, with nothing but a flimsy tent two sleeping bags, and in reality, nothing for the baby. This was the last place that the defendant should have been, you may think, with such a young baby. The risks and dangers were obvious. 
Now, it was at this point, the jury were told, sightings of the couple and the baby became less frequent. On January the 12th, Miss Martin was seen going to a petrol station where Mr Little said she bought snacks, but nothing obvious for the baby. Four days later, their tent was seen set up on the South Downs. The witness who saw them said he noted it was very cold, possibly as low as minus two degrees. He said it was certainly not camping weather, and in fact, the weather is likely to play a prominent part in this trial. The prosecutor told the court it was freezing cold, windy and wet. A newborn baby, he said, was at an extremely high risk of dying when exposed to such conditions. Over the days and weeks that followed, he said the defendants moved about significantly and the risk to the baby was increasing. Weeks passed and on either February the 16th or on the 17th, they were spotted by a dog walker on Hollingbury Golf Course in rural Sussex. Now, by this stage, they'd been living rough, he said, for a month. They were pushing a buggy, but the witness who saw them could not remember seeing a baby inside the buggy. Whether the baby was still alive at this precise point may not matter to a certain extent because the reality is that the conditions made it treacherously difficult for the defendants to care for themselves, let alone for their baby. The living conditions were utterly inappropriate and obviously extremely dangerous for the care of a newborn baby. Now, another witness spotted them on February 17th, camping in Brighton this time. The witness said they thought at the time they must be bloody freezing or mad. Two days later, Constance Martin was then seen carrying a very young baby with what was described as a wobbly head, wearing no socks, no hat and without any blanket. It shocked the witness who saw her, given the coldness. She observed, you have to be brave to sleep in a tent overnight in this weather. That, you may think, was the understatement of the century. It was not brave. It was utterly stupid, reckless and obviously dangerous. The following day, and still carrying the bag for life, they were seen on CCTV trying and failing to break into Hollingbury Golf Course before they were spotted rummaging through bins, he said. At this point, the baby couldn't be seen. Now, they were finally arrested on February the 27th after being spotted in Hollingbury Place in Brighton. Mark Gordon was carrying a stick by this point and his foot was wrapped in a plastic bag. Now, Mr Little asked the jury what this said about both the conditions and the mentality of the defendants at the time. They were so cold, he said, they were trying to break into somewhere to find shelter. So hungry, they were scavenging bins for food. Yet, he said, they had bank cards and access to money. They could have gone to hospital or the police, but they did none of those things, the court was told. Now, Mr Little said Mark Gordon was asked where the baby was and if she was alive. He refused to answer and he demanded food, the court was told. He was given crisps, a sandwich and a drink. He was asked again, but then he asked for sweets. He was given sweets and then he asked for chocolate. Mr Little said he still then refused to answer any questions about the baby. Mark Gordon was also found to be in possession of a Yale key and around £400 in cash. The cash, Mr Little said, was enough money to stay in warm and safe conditions, as well as nourish a baby, which they had not done. The couple continued to refuse to give details of the baby's whereabouts. So the jury was told that a further extensive searches started in the days that followed. Police and search parties combing the surrounding countryside, close to the scene of the arrest. It was then, Mr Little said, officers found a disused shed. Inside, at the bottom of a little bag for life, piled with rubbish, was the body of the baby, 
wrapped in a plastic bag. Nearby, the defendant's blue tent was found. What was absent, he said, was any clothing for the babing that could have kept her warm. So that is it for today's episode, but we will be back tomorrow with more of those details from the prosecutor's opening statement. We'll be covering some of the other details that the jury were told about, including the couple's claims to police that the baby died due to accidental suffocation while Constance Martin was sleeping. And we'll also be explaining how the prosecution alleged that Constance Martin considered cremating the baby's body in the woods using a bottle of petrol. In the meantime, you can follow us on X at The Trial Podcast and contact us thetrial at mailmetromedia.co.uk. You can leave a comment on Spotify or even send us a voice note on WhatsApp on 07796 657 512. Start your message with the word trial. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Our hit series, Everything I Know About Me, is back for a brand new season. And this time, our guest needs no introduction. Of course you find me, Darren! But here's one anyway. Hi, I'm Gemma Collins, and this is everything I know about me. If you think you know all about Gemma Collins, think again. Because this is the GC as you've never heard her before. It's been exhausting. And ashamed. And I was really heartbroken because I was pregnant. And he was having an affair. Unfiltered. I have had an operation as well years ago. I have a designer vagina. Yeah, baby. I don't have camel toe. Unbelievable. And then they advised me, you need to have a termination. And, uh, yeah, I remember that being really stressful. Everything I Know About Me with Gemma Collins is out this Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.